section nineteen of stories without tears this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c stories without tears by barry payne the cheat mrs ingleby and her niece lived at the white house in the middle of the village high street but the house stood far back from the street with a walled garden shaded by many shrubberies in front of it mrs ingleby loved shade and privacy for this reason she would have built herself a house further away from the village were it not that she liked one thing better still and this was the thing to which she had always been used she had been born in the white house and she would die in it in the course of nature this would happen in a few years for she was of a great age this night in the drawing-room a rather elderly maid she had been with mrs ingleby for the last twenty years lit the wax candles on the card table and put the new packs in their appointed order with the west markers this was in the days before the world knew bridge and mrs ingleby would have scorned to learn it in any case she had always played whist and therefore she would continue to play it her game had no modern innovations in it was fairly sound but far from being perfect she preferred a dummy game and always took dummy herself then she said there can be no discussions she knew her own weakness in the course of her whist experience there had been some very emphatic discussions and she herself had done most of the discussing her husband a man of mild and forbearing temper would stick with a plaintive obstinacy to his side of the question his last words before he died were admitting that i did not see the call my dear i must still maintain that it was highly injudicious in you to call at all her last words to him were stuff and nonsense she mourned his death in solitude for many months and then her niece marjorie came to live with her marjorie said that she wished to play whist mrs ingleby hesitated was it decent as she was doing it merely to oblige the child she decided that it was decent she sent for the doctor to dine with her that night and played whist afterwards until nearly eleven o'clock she won nine pence and went to bed triumphant after that the question of propriety was not raised again and there was a whist party every week there was always someone in the village who could be asked to make a third at the table as a matter of fact she would far sooner have played with her own butler than not have played at all 
in the game of cards her youth was renewed the struggle for life was all over with her now and she was in a quiet backwater of old age without temptation or ambitions with no risk to take and with nothing to scheme over at the card table the delightful struggle began again she was once more in the full current triumphing or vanquished mrs ingleby walked with some slight difficulty but without further support than her stick into the drawing-room followed by marjorie and the vicar mrs ingleby wore black silk and no jewels she might have exchanged the lace on her dress for diamonds and got some very fair diamonds for it but she loved lace and accursed precious stones of vulgarity marjorie a girl of eighteen wore gray and looked demure but with humorous possibilities about her she was quite the prettiest girl in the village and fully aware of it the vicar who came last was a pleasant and scholarly man he preached good sermons and he liked good port as an angler his fame was great the trout they had been eating at dinner had been the victims of his skill how would it be said mrs ingleby as if she were making an entirely new proposition if i were to take dummy the idea was well received as usual then said mrs ingleby as the maid placed the cushions in her chair for her shall we say three penny points it was and had always been three penny points but it was just as well to mention it in case of accidents jane have you placed the ashtray and matchbox for mr bond jane had and having for the moment done all that she could do jane retired not to reappear until ten o'clock when she brought in a tray and mrs ingleby took one glass of very weak whiskey and soda always under protest these little things were arranged and fixed the vicar and marjorie and jane all knew their parts and now as silence reigned and the battle raged on the green cloth but to-night it could hardly be called a battle the vicar and marjorie held all the cards mrs ingleby struggled hard but ineffectually no amount of skill could have saved her from defeat there was a pause at the end of the first rubber the cards have been remarkable said mrs ingleby very remarkable very remarkable indeed this kind of thing cannot possibly continue and so decided an inequality of fortune deprives the game of much of its interest to my mind well now your revenge said mr vaughan yes said mrs ingleby i think there will be time for it and as i said luck like yours cannot last two troubles and the rub i think that's right marjorie it is your deal then the terrible thing happened 
halfway through marjorie's deal mrs ingleby stood up we will not continue this game she said i am afraid i must believe the evidence of my own eyes you are not dealing fairly you are cheating impossible said the vicar marjorie only said that she was sorry and blushed slightly i think said mrs ingleby to marjorie you had better leave us go to your own room without a word marjorie went out it was extremely embarrassing for the vicar he also had risen to go pray sit down again said mrs ingleby this is a serious matter i hardly know what i should do can't understand it said the vicar the girl wasn't playing for points and even if she had been it was only the other day that you complained that she gave away her money as fast as she got it surely you must have made some mistake i made none apart from the fact that she did not deny it i felt pretty sure that she had neutralized the cut i know something of conjuring tricks myself at each round my card fell from the bottom of the pack and not from the top it was done fairly well and quickly but not quickly enough to deceive my eyes old though they are then i'll tell you what said the vicar it must have been done for a joke i should say no more about it on the contrary said mrs ingleby i shall say a great deal more about it i trust that it was only a joke but marjorie must be made to understand that there are some subjects that do not admit of jokes and that whist is one of them and then a tray was brought in and mrs ingleby said that she would not have any thank you and mr vaughan mixed it for her one afternoon in the following week marjorie called at the vicarage could the vicar come over and dine that night and play whist afterwards certainly said the vicar delighted many thanks and are you going to be allowed to be one of the whist party my dear oh yes she said i'm entirely forgiven look here said the vicar i am not a curious man as a rule but i wish you'd tell me what on earth you did for it for by the way i must return to your aunt the points that i received over that first rubber i had forgotten that oh no you mustn't said marjorie i never cheated at all in the first rubber well said the vicar this beats me the luck was all with us and you were doing splendidly why on earth should you don't you see marjorie broke in it was because the luck was all on our side she manages herself beautifully and doesn't complain much but if she hasn't won a game all the evening she is perfectly miserable 
and doesn't sleep all night i was giving her the loveliest hand when she found me out spades would have been the trumps and she had the four honors and a little one and a long suit in diamonds i have done it before often and have never been found out well you must have made your partner lose three pences yes said marjorie cheerfully that doesn't matter a bit does it whereas if old ladies get upset and can't sleep that is very bad for their health and naturally when you told her this she forgave you marjorie's eyes opened wide told her it told her that she'd been treated as a child and allowed to win how could i or anyone else be so cruel you must never breathe a word of it to her i found she had decided to take it merely as a stupid joke and to imagine that when the game was over i had intended to own up anyhow so that was how i left it so you ask a man in my position to assist you in this fraud it's a pious fraud said marjorie well possibly i may but what about tonight tonight said marjorie will be just like the other nights i shall play fairly for the first rubber if my aunt loses that i think her luck's very likely to improve afterwards there are lots of ways of doing it and i've been taught them all then said the vicar you are card sharper my dear but i believe you're not such a bad sort of girl in spite of it end of section 19 recording by linda ray nielsen vancouver bc